0: what's up y'all have a seat it's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over axe crew and we got the master the mixing master josh guyton in the building that is i we got the money man the man with the plan chris allen in the building right here right here and then you got the little old mc that's me and folks we got playoffs everywhere we got playoffs everywhere. We got college football playoffs. The NFL playoffs are all set, except the NFC least, of course. And and we, we got to get into some playoffs. And we're going we to predict the future of playoff basketball. We got a small sample size. Not much, but we threw about 10% of the season. So at this point, we're going to look at the NBA standards. Is that all right with y'all? That's good with me. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Also, fans, don't ask us why we didn't cover in bowl games. I don't care if they didn't play half of them. It was still <laughs> 36 too many. We did not need that many bowl games. I promise. A 2-8 South Carolina, a four and eight Kentucky. I don't care if Kentucky won a game. NC State had more players than a little bit injured. Did not need to be in bowl games. But general in, insurance bowl. Exactly. We we did not need to see the uh we did not need to see the the uh, Carl's Lemon squeeze Tires Bowl. We did <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. All the players getting jalopies as a, jalopy rentals as, as a bowl gift. Like, we, we did it. <laughs> Anywho. So, our first, uh, our first segment is about the college football playoffs, and this is going to be called... You shouldn't have been talking. Thank you so much. Guyton edited that in. Uh, what a guy, right? That's why he's the master of the mixed master. Anywho. Y'all know what we're going to talk about. Dabo Sweeney, come on to the floor. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You did your best, Paul Georgia Press, with this one, didn't you? I Aww, saw what you did. Yeah, I saw yeah. what you did, Dabo. I seen that. I saw that. So, Dabo Sweeney ranks Ohio State 11th in his poll. He said that he could not uh, rank any team that didn't play a full season um, or a season of. of six games in his top 10 and ohio state said say less they whooped the wheels off them boys 49 to 28 Eh. so fellas did dabo get them riled up did he give them bulletin board material or was this like ohio state was gonna do this anyway and the agency is trash so clemson just looked good by comparison what, what do y'all think it was? Man, I honestly think it's a little mix of both. Uh, without
1: Dabo, I mean, if, if Dabo came out and, and said these things publicly, I could only imagine what he said to his team inside the locker room and the information that he was feeding them that probably gave them a bigger head than they should have had. They're still playing a team that's the the third highest ranked team. In the country, and if he's sitting here telling us he will rank them 11th, he's probably in a locker room telling his team, like, they can't touch y'all, they can't do this, they can't do that. And the worst thing you can do when you're coaching some, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds is tell them they got something in the bag. They still needed to approach the game with a serious approach because it was very easy for them to, to just overlook this game and say, hey, we got it. We're just going to play our game. We've been doing this all season. Even though it's been against lesser competition, we've been doing this all season, so we got it in the bag. And they got punched in the mouth harder than they expected.
0: Lord, they trailed 35 to 14 at halftime. So. Mm. Just, just a little bit of an indicator of how things went for them. Chris, did, did Dabo contribute to the whooping, or was this just bound to happen? Okay. So,
2: you know, you grilling, barbecuing, right? mm mm-hmm. First thing you do is you put your charcoals in the grill. Yes, sir. And then then, then you get you, like, some little—I like to give me a little grease. I put a little grease in the charcoal, just a little bit. You know, just, just a little, little trick I picked up from my uncles and my pops. Then, next thing you do is— You get your little piece of paper to light on fire and then you put the lighter fluid. That's exactly what he did to this fire. He added all the lighter fluid gives, all of it. And I'll tell you why, because Ohio State already has a bunch of prima donnas. So does Clemson have a bunch of prima donnas. So to me, this was a game of which team going to take this game serious. since it's a bunch of prima donnas and you telling the Clemson that they rank 11th in your eyes. Is giving your team the 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 least amount of respect for Ohio State. Like they don't have, they don't even respect them as a, a actual football team. Therefore, they become the bigger prima donnas. And we've seen how. I mean, gives you 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 know the stories. How many times have Clemson seemed like a prima donna this year?
0: I mean, there have been a few games where they kind of sleepwalk through and let lesser opponents compete <laughs> with them for probably longer than they should.
2: Also, they have players that say they won't even enter the draft if certain teams have the first pick stuff like that. You know, I'm just privileged what? stuff. I what? mean <laughs> their
1: quarterback literally looks like Madonna,
0: so Oh my lord. Oh my lord. <laughs> Not the quarterback looks like Madonna. Lord Jesus. That woof. I, I'm just woof. saying, you don't you don't you don't you don't do
2: this to a team that's that's in your bracket technically because they are in the playoff bracket just like you. You don't you don't underestimate them like this. In the playoffs, we've seen anything could happen. We've seen teams get one player injured and it changed the whole turn. This a turning point in the whole season series, everything. So especially in the playoffs. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was it was not so much Ohio State winning to me. It was more so. Clemson went out there with the lackadaisical attitude, and that was fueled by the coach' lackadaisical attitude.
0: I'm going to just say this. Uh, Justin Fields, shout out to him, great performance, all so like that good stuff. I Before I say anything else, the adults around him, this is the strange thing that I always find about college sports, especially college football. The players are children. When it comes to the discussions on when they whether or not they deserve to get paid. The players are children when it comes to uh whether or not they can unionize all those things. But then when it comes time for like a player to decide if he's okay with a cracked rib, it's like, yeah, I trust him. I tr- he knows his body. Like, no, he actually doesn't. The young man is 21. He doesn't know what a punctured lung feels like. He doesn't know. So the fact that they left him in even after that hit, even though they were up twenty some points at the time, it, it was it was just nonsense to me. It it really and truly was. But anywho, congratulations to Ohio State. And I think, uh, oh, also, um, Justin Fields said that he watched that game literally over and over again a hundred times. And I'm like, <laughs> I beg your pardon you you rewatched last year's game of y'all losing a hundred times. Son, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like you can't be mentally. Your facility's all there, and you watching the game all the time. I think that this was a situation where uh, Ohio State was too hungry for this one. They were too hungry. They were salivating. They were just. It was just when you are at the same level as somebody and you're waiting on them, like you literally are. Like all your your whole. <laughs> This is how movies would go if it was real life. Like if if Guardians of the Galaxy really had to go up against um Ronan the Accuser, and like Ronan the Accuser had been training for hundreds of years to like destroy people and they just got together like, oh, we're friends, we have the power of friendship. Like if it was real life, Ronan would destroy <laughs> And he got the power stone. Like he's gonna destroy. Like that's just how it's gonna go. This is what happened that at this game. Dabo's comments obviously was the, the icing on the cake, but the cake was still there without the icing. Like the, the cake was still there. Uh they had the also they had the score 29-23 posted in their weight room. Again, not great for these young men, psyche. Um I truly want a therapist to go up in Ohio State. Really to go through Columbus and talk to those young fellas, but That's another story for another time. And Alabama whoops the wheels off of Notre Dame 31-14. And um, now we got Alabama, Ohio State in the college football playoff championship. Fellas, who do y'all have taken it all? Um, I got Alabama, as it's not
1: really much of an explanation behind that besides that they're a powerhouse and they're the team that's supposed to win. And um, it, it seems as if, This year in college football, at least, whenever a team is healthy, the team that was supposed to win has won. I don't know if it's the effects of COVID or because it's less pressure, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, I got Alabama winning this game pretty easily, actually.
0: Okay. All right, Chris, who you got?
2: I'm going to go with Alabama. I mean – I'm, you know, I like my odds. All our listeners know I like my odds. With anybody brave enough to bet against Alabama? Like, I mean, are you physically in your right mind brave enough to bet against Alabama?
0: I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Alabama was 19-point favorites last game. They won by 17. So, whoever was brave enough to bet against Alabama last game, they got some bread. They got some bread. <laughs> of course, it wasn't straight up. Nah, it wasn't straight up. Of course. You you couldn't pay me enough to bet straight up on Notre Dame, especially in a big bowl game. Anywho, uh, I believe Alabama opens as eight-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, I believe. So, with that being said, I got to go with Ohio State here. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio State uh, barring Justin Fields stays healthy because, again, Justin Fields showed us something last game that we had not seen from him all season. He was sparking in a way that we had not seen all season. All season. Some of the passes that he was making. And mind you, this young man is grimacing, was grimacing to get on a workout bike. He was screaming like Barbara, I mean like Fabo was screaming, Barbara and uh tatted up to get on <laughs> a workout bike. You understand? Like all he had to do was lift his leg, sit down and pedal. And he was like wincing, like he was audibly yelling. That is so. That's a concern for me. But if he is healthy, and if that offensive line can keep him upright, I think that he will have a a great game. Trey Sermon as well will have a great game. I think it'll be a high scoring affair. But I think Ohio State pulls out pulls out the close one, man. So we we gonna see, we gonna see. But now. Again, I don't like talking about uh, the amateurs too much because, you know, they're not getting paid and all. So we're going to move on to some playoffs where everybody playing it is a millionaire or at least a hundred thousand there. The NFL. Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, the NFL playoffs is what we got next on the docket here. Fellas, please bear with me, because all of the playoffs are set except the NFC damn East. We don't know what's going to happen with them. We don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> Hey, Gibbs, I'm going to be first to say, does anybody
2: really care? It don't matter.
0: <laughs> and, and, and you know what? In the words of Lil Uzi, y'all are correct. It do not matter. I, I swear it I was going to say the same matter. thing. <laughs> this, I, okay, so I'm going to read off the playoffs and how they're set up now. All right? For the AFC, the Chiefs are the number one seed, so they have a bye. This year, it's the first year fans that only one team gets a bye. So, uh, the AFC Chiefs get a bye. For, uh, first game on the docket, number, se- number two Bills, the second seed Bills, against the seven-seeded Colts. Then you got the third-seeded Steelers against the sixty seeded Browns. And then you got the fourth-seeded Ravens up against the 5th the Titans. A little bit of a rent, revenge game from last year, possibly. Who knows? So, fellas, what y'all got going on next week for these games, man? What, who y'all got in the AFC? Who y'all got in these games that we got so far?
1: Okay, so um, it's, only, it's only one game here that I think is going to be uh, back and forth in the AFC and NFC. Um, that's Ram Seahawks. I'm looking very forward to Ram Seahawks. <laughs> I think that's gonna be a back and forth matchup, but I got the Seahawks pulling that one out. The rest of these games seem pretty straightforward to me. Who it, regardless you they you go just get- gonna skip to the NFC on <laughs> <go. laughs> my fault. I was looking at the, the you matter of fact how uh... me, Chris. You see how he
0: does <laughs> he added one special Kyle Williams effect. <laughs> he's just too good to follow the script.
1: <laughs> matter of fact let's uh let's back i'm gonna edit that out let's backtrack that i was looking at the whole thing i was oh, looking nah, at the head notes nah, and everything nah, you gotta,
0: you
1: gotta, um, <laughs> i would come back to that because that's the only matchup that's intrigued me um right. that the afc seems pretty straightforward so i got um i got the Steelers going over the browns even mm-hmm. though the Steelers seem to have struggled the past a few weeks, I think mm. they're kind of like in cruise control. I think they have enough of a veteran uh, presence around their team. Um, I think hey, Roethlisberger. We got growth. We got, got Juju to stop dancing. So yeah. <laughs> Lord, I, I think I think Roethlisberger is, is a veteran enough quarterback. He know how to get the team in order when it's time for them to win. So I think this might have just been, uh, you know, kind of getting bored with the season like even if you're even if you're a professional team that's something that happens so I, I think mm-hmm. they're going to refocus by the time the playoffs get here so I got the Steelers going over the Browns um I have the Ravens going over the Titans just because I have the Ravens making it uh all the way to face the Chiefs this,
2: this the rematch right uh
0: who the Ravens Titans yeah, right? Tight. Yep. It's the rematch. Yes, sir. Rematch yes, from is. last year. Rematch from last year, first round. Yep. Ooh-wee.
1: And then um, I, actually have, I actually have the Colts
0: going over the Bills. Really? Yeah. Now, that, that one you got to explain. That one you got to explain because this Bills team at times looks unstoppable. They do. Tell us why. Tell us why you got the Colts over the Bills.
1: Okay, so I got the Colts going over the Bills because uh, one, the Colts seem for for some reason I don't know exactly what it is, but they seem to get it to they seem to get it together more towards the end of the season, and they have um, I think it's going to come down to whatever quarterback is able to get their team over the hump, and even though we haven't seen him be the greatest quarterback throughout the course of his career, I think I think uh, Philip Rivers is going to be able to, to 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 get the Colts over the edge. Mm-hmm. Is is I think that's all that's gonna boil down to. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I just have more faith in Phillip Rivers. If you, at, if you look at
2: experience Gibbs, he's right. Like it's yeah. just, just strictly experience. But the
1: Bills defense is their de- their defense is scary. Their defense is scary. But uh, uh, my, my I don't think I don't think it's as clear cut as the Bills are going to run away with this game and I've made a lot of mistakes on this show specifically going with teams based off of their talent and not off of the history of their franchise like I had the Clippers making the finals I just don't see I don't see a universe where the
0: Bills are going to show up when they need to <laughs> I've learned my lesson. lesson. I don't think the Bills are going to show up when it's important. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. The Bills have at least been to the Super Bowl a few times. They lost it every time. Yeah, they lost every time. All four. <laughs> but at least they win. At least they went. So, Chris, tell me what you got. Tell me who you got in these games, man. All right, all right. I got the Bills, just mm-hmm. because, like, like you just said,
2: they have been to the Super Bowl, and that defense, it gives high power offices problems like that defense is tough I don't see the Colts having more weapons than the Steelers and the Steelers struggle with the Bills defense so that's where I'm gonna go with that I'll take the Bills Steelers you know that's my team I'm gonna take them over the Browns anybody that has faith in Baker Mayfield (coughs) (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say on that Ravens and Titans now see, last year I made a mistake and underestimated the Titans and the Ravens came out there and got blasted. So, I don't want to underestimate the Titans. I think the Ravens true, true. Squeaked, squeaked by squeak by because I remember vividly I was in Houston, Texas when this game was going on. Um, and the Ravens struggled like all game. It wasn't one moment in the game where they didn't struggle. Right. Yeah. So, it, it was it was bad. And they haven't made any adjustments or changes to their roster or coaching staff that makes me think that they're just going to go in this game and tiptoe past them. Even though they are, they did get another year of experience under their belt and Lamar Jackson does seem to have recovered from COVID and he does seem to be coming back to MVP form, I just don't think they trample over the Titans. I got the Ravens squeaking by.
0: Okay. So All right. All right. So, so... When I look at these three games, I see it this way. Do the Colts have enough defensively to uh, limit the Bills' offense and and all of their their receivers? And also, do they have enough pass rush to get to Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen, it it has been proven this season, if you can get to him, he will fold, he will crumble, which is kind of surprising for a man his size, but it's the truth. So – The Colts-Bills game, I think it'll be closer than most people believe. However, uh, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And I just think that uh, Stephon Diggs is... uh, When we look at Stephon Diggs, this is why I think that Justin Jefferson is is a lot better than we realize. Anybody who can make Kirk Cousins look like an NFL quarterback, they're they're legit. (laughs) Diggs went... To Buffalo and instantly, boom, set a Bills reception record, led the NFL in receptions. He's he's nothing to be trifled with. So I think the Bills pull it out pull out a close game there. Steelers Browns. The Steelers are gonna whoop the wheels off the Browns. That's gonna be ugly. agreed. Hey, hey, That's do you know Chase Claypool matchup in this game gives? Uh who is it? Is it Greedy Williams?
2: Yes, or either hey, hey. I mean, it's greedy Williams. I mean, that, that's what I would do. I mean, the Browns coaching staff is a little. Ugh.
0: So. And, that, and, they, and that's the thing. They the the Steelers have so many weapons, and it's it's tough to say who do you want them on because Juju in in the red zone, he's a big body who boxes guys out, makes it happen. Chase Claypool is a superstar to make it. I make no bones about that. I've said it a million times on this show. I I will say it a million more until he is a bona fide superstar. He's a superstar in the making. All he has to do is keep working, keep putting in the work, keep uh, progressing in the manner that he seems to be. Uh, Johnson, he's one of the better slot guys in the game. There are so many different weapons. And Ebron, when he can catch the ball, is is a weapon as well, and then even in the backfield where you would think to yourself, "Oh, this is a little bit of a, a area of concern for them." Not really. You've got the short yard back in Snell. You've got uh, the utility back in Jay Sam. Although they don't have a home run hitter out of the backfield, they really don't need it because the rest of the pieces on offense. The Browns, however, um, they struggled to beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph and T.J. Watt resting. Mason Rudolph was their starting quarterback, and they were like legit resting players, and the Browns just barely squeaked by, barely. Put that in. in. <laughs> uh, Ravens Titans. Ooh we ooh we. It's crazy how everybody said Lamar was trash this year, and somehow they still eleven and five in the playoffs. But anywho, again are you Ravens fans now? Oh yeah, yeah! Every playoff time, I'm, I'm, I am. The Ravens are my second favorite team. So whenever the playoffs come, you know, as a Lions fan, you got to have a second team because if not, you'll just be sitting there in the playoffs twiddling your thumbs. Like, ooh, all these teams look fun. So, so the Ravens are my guys, and. uh I think, they, I think they're going to beat the Titans this time. Their roster has gotten worse from the last time they played with Marshall Yonder retiring, uh, losing Hayden Hurst, losing Do- losing some pieces. Their, their roster has gotten worse in those ways. Uh, but I think that the the fire and the passion coming off of what happened last year, there could not be a better playoff matchup for them. Yes, <laughs> Derrick Henry is they call him King Henry for a reason. Yes, he is a 2K rusher. That's a heavy guy. It's rare that guys his size get 2K simply because it's hard for them to break up their plays, but he he did it. But I don't think that the Ravens are gonna sleep in this one. I don't think I think Hollywood Brown might even have just one drop in this game. And if that's the case, ooh we. Like I said, like I said, I think the Ravens win in a nail biter. Like,
2: like you just said, they roster didn't get much. I mean, it like, honestly, did they roster really get that much better? They actually got worse. Yeah. So yeah, But yeah. I, I'm banking on Lamar is going to make better decisions this year, even though it wasn't his fault until the second half.
0: But Absolutely. I right.
2: think Lamar is going to make better decisions.
0: I agree. I think that he shows his growth this year, and I think this is his first playoff win. Now, when we move over to the NFC, the Packers have already secured the one seed. They got that on lock. So we got the second-seeded Saints against the seventh-seeded Bears. How the Bears made the playoffs, good God. Just, <laughs> oh You know, and you know, I and, you know, to and be you know, me. Oh, God, it was supposed to be the Lions. Have... Now, nah, <laughs> nah. people listen. talked all that mess about Jim Carwell cannot be the good team. He can't beat the good team. He can't beat the good team. If the Lions had beat every team under 500 that they played this year, they'd be in the playoffs.
2: I was just about to say, it must suck being a Lions fan because this was y'all one year that y'all could have played like crap all year and went to the playoffs.
0: This is y'all one year. It, it, that Patriots light or Pat's light experiment went horribly wrong, and it's gone. It's over for now, which I'm super excited <laughs> about. But anywho, we got the uh, the four seeded Seahawks. I'm sorry, the third seeded Seahawks against six seeded Rams, and then we've got the fourth seed Bucks, or I'm sorry, the uh, the fifth seed Bucks against whoever the NFC East champ will be, which will either be Washington football team or the New York Giants. Fellas, tell me who y'all got in these matchups. All right. This is what I was so excited to talk about.
2: <laughs> All right. So I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm, uh, I'm excited about the Rams Seahawks, as I think it's going to be, especially as somebody like before this pod, I kind of really fell off with football. And, um, For some reason, I don't feel like even though I've seen majority of the season, I don't think it's that many football games in the regular season that we had. I don't know if it's due to COVID, I don't know if it's due to the audience, I don't know if it's a large discrepancy as far as like talent between the teams, but I feel like this is the one playoff game that we're getting week one that's going to be amazing. Like I think this is a perfect matchup. I have the Seahawks winning, but it's going to be a hell of a game. And the only reason I'm looking forward to that one is because I think the other two. Playoff games in the NFC. Whoever faces the Bucks, Tom Brady is throwing eleven touchdowns, and um,
2: <laughs> Saints
1: Bears, Drew Brees is throwing. 10 touchdowns. Like I don't think either one of those games ah, are gonna be I, I, even I don't be remote. The Bears is a clean club. <laughs> that that's an exaggeration. I think the Saints are gonna win oh. easily, but I don't think the Saints are gonna win, you know, by 50 points. I think it's probably gonna be like a 2018 situation, 28 situation, 28-13 situation. But I got the Saints winning pretty easily. Okay, um, so we got the Saints, the Bucks, and the Seahawks
0: rams Who you got? Seahawks. Got the Seahawks pulling away a close game. Okay. All right. All right. Chris, what's going on, man? Talk to me. You the bet man. You the man that that, that, that make all the bread off this. Tell me who you got and why.
2: Look, I, well, I no longer make any bets on football. I'll tell you why. Um, Well, one day, I was making bets on football, and then Des Bryant dropped that dang on pass in the end zone. Now, granted, we were young, and I ain't bet a lot of money. It's Probably like $10 to somebody at school. But after that, I just said football has too many X factors. You can't really control your outcome, so I don't bet on football. But if I was a bet man this week, or next week, I should say, I'm going to go Saints over the Bears. The Bears' defense, if that that front, that defensive front gets to Drew Brees, it could get ugly. It can get ugly. Because the Bears' defensive line is, is one of the best in the leagues. So For sure. It, it could get ugly if, if they get to Drew Brees. Now, the the Saints have an X factor because they got the, – they backup quarterback still uh, – what's the name now, isn't it?
0: Who? The Bears? They got Nick Foles as their backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah, he's yeah that's the, I meant. That's, he's their that's starter now. Uh, Trubisky is the backup. Right, right. I, I meant to say the Bears have an
2: X factor because they do have Nick Foles, who does have playoff experience since, Absolutely. you know, the Eagles. So – They could get a a good offense going too If that defense gets them the ball a lot more So I'm not writing the Bears completely off But I do have the Saints winning by about 14 points Rams Seahawks I'm going to come back to Because I got a lot to say But the (laughs) NFC Least versus the Bucks. Oh man, if you, if you do prop betting, I would take the highest odds for Tom Brady and touchdowns. I would take the highest odds for Tom Brady and passing yards. I would take the highest odds for the defense and 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 a lot yards allowed. I, I would the take, over.
0: Take the over. Whatever. Take the is, over. Take it. <laughs> take the over on
2: everything for that game because the Bucks might reset the record books with this game because I've never seen a team that almost lose double digit games. what's the what's the record of the NFC champ? Uh the, East whoever champ. the NFC champ is is going to be six and ten. Right, 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 right. So double digit losses in the playoffs. I, I I don't think this happened in our lifetime, has it? Uh
0: yeah, it happened I want to say once before. Um I wanna say it was the Seahawks with Charlie Whitehurst at quarterback. They I believe they made the playoffs at six and ten because the division was really down that year. Oh, actually, I'm I'm wrong. If the uh if the football team wins tonight and they get in they'll be seven nine.
2: okay Gibbs they almost got double digits same thing
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong I'm not saying you're wrong
2: but well, all I'm saying is this this is a disgrace and the NFL should be ashamed of making the bracket like this because they should not be in the playoffs I'm
0: sorry hey the Eagles are up 13-10 right now so it's looking like you was right it's going to be a double digit lost team up in that playoff
2: okay like I
0: said so,
2: Rams, Seahawks. Now, I I particularly – I am particular for the uh, Seahawks winning because I just got a thing for Russell Wilson, man. And, like, and when I say that, I mean he just – he's just clutch for me, man. Like, in the clutch, I want the ball in Russell Wilson's hand because yeah. except, except when he throws the ball on the one-yard line instead of handing it to the beast. But other than that, it wasn't his decision. It was probably the play calling, but – Russell Wilson is clutch, man. He he gets the job done under under five minutes, and if you need a two minute drill to get downfield, he does that. So I just don't see the Rams, even though they have a good de- defense, decent defense, and they have they actually have a top. They don't have a top five defense. They probably have a
0: top what seven defense in the league, Gibbs. Yeah, just about just about. Yeah. So, but the Rams the Seahawks, are definitely one of the top defenses in the league, especially with that front.
2: Out of right, right. They have a good defense, but I just don't see them stopping Russell Wilson all the way. And, and, and when I say I got a thing for him, I mean that if 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 I needed someone to get me a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns, Russell Wilson's my guy. Like I'm, I'm going to always pick him out of anybody. If I had, if I had a gun to my head, I'm gonna pick Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. But obviously, he's he's got a bye week over there. So, I'm going to go with the Seahawks, but it's going to be a nail-biter. I think it would be a, a four-to-seven-point four to game. But that's my picks.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Also, that Seahawks team uh, did not have 10 losses. They were also seven 79. Uh, that was Pete Carroll's first year, and that was the year where Marshawn Lynch did the beast mode run, and they beat the Saints that year. Uh, they beat the Saints, I want to say it was 41-36. So... Very interesting. Very interesting stuff here. I'm going to tell you this. The Saints-Bears, Saints are going to whip the wheels off the Bears. Um, That game is going to get ugly. The Saints are going to be in the dome. They're going to throw the ball around. They're going to get Michael Thomas back. Uh, They might get Alvin Kamara back. They're going to put on a light show. (laughs) Seahawks-Rams. So here's a very interesting thing about the Seahawks and Rams this year. Um, The Seahawks and Rams... First game, LA won 23-16. Second game, Seattle won 29. So they got a point differential of four right now. 36-32 if you add up the the scores from their first two games. That game is going to be extremely entertaining to watch. However, in playoff football, I always go with the team with the better quarterback. The better quarterback between Jared Goff and Russell Wilson. Well, I'll tell you this. The guy who who can't stop getting Sierra pregnant is a lot better than the goofy one. Okay? I'm going to just tell you that right now. All right, now You you're making, sound like, like he's good at making decisions. Yeah, great decisions. Great decision, <laughs> great decision maker. Rocket four and all. Russell Wilson, if he was three inches taller, would have never fallen to the Seahawks. He would have been a top 15-10 pick. But that's another story for another time. Uh, long story short, I got the Seahawks taking it to the Rams in a very, very close game. Um, the NFC East versus the Bucks. I'll tell you this this is the NFC East's only hope for getting a win out of this game. Only hope. Because the, let's make no bones about it. I have the Bucks, regardless of who wins. I have the Bucks rolling here. Here is their only hope. If Washington wins, and Chase Young and Montoya Sweat both have the game of their lives. If if uh, if the Washington football team finds a way to knock Brady off his spot time and time again, because Tom Brady, he's also shown in his advanced age, he cannot take hits no more. When teams get in his face, when they rattle him, he is below average and that's just that's just the facts of what this is. So again, with that being said, uh I really and truly believe that uh the the Bucks are going to roll, Saints going to roll, uh Seahawks Rams going to be a close one, but the Rams are going I believe that the Rams are going to find a way um but yeah, those are my picks for the NFC in the playoffs, all right? And now we gonna pretend because we we've got a decent sample size for hoops for basketball. Uh, the game, the season is what seventy games, correct? Seventy two games. You have seventy two games. Okay, so we've got through about ten percent of uh, the season. So, with that being said, let's look at some way too early NBA standings. Actually, I lied. We're only six games in. We're close. Some teams are seven games in. The Celtics, Lakers, and a couple other teams are seven games in. But at, in the way too early standings in the NBA. The two five and one teams at the top. Wow, what a time. So uh for the Eastern Conference, you've got the 76ers at five-and-one, you've got the Indiana Pacers, four and two. The Magic four and two, Cavs four and two, Hawks four and two, Celtics four and three, Knicks three and three, Bucks three and three, Nets. Oh, I'm sorry. The Bucks are the eight seed. They will be the yeah. last team in the playoffs. The Nets, because of the play in, Nets number nine at three and four. Heat tenth at two and three. In the Western Conference, we have the Suns at 5-1, Lakers 5-2, Pelicans 4-2, Clippers 4-2, Jazz 3-2, Trailblazers 3-2, two, Rockets 2-2, two two, Kings 3-3, three three, Timberwolves 2-3. Timberwolves are number nine, by the way, because it's a play-in. Mavericks 10-2-3. So, fellas... Three of the six teams that are in the top, the Suns, the Pelicans, and the Magic, all very young teams. Is this a the future is now type of moment? Or is this just this is what young teams always do. They they forget that the NBA season is a marathon, not a sprint. And they sprint out the gates high and then fizzle down the stretch. Which one do you think it is? Chris, I'm going to start with you on this one.
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not banking on Philadelphia and I'm not banking on Phoenix just yet. Phoenix, I'm a little bit more uh, they they'll probably do well in the in the season, but in the playoffs, I think they'll fold just because they got such young players. And Chris Paul, yes, he's he's been playing really, really well for a 35, 36 year old, but after playing all these games, they haven't been talking about resting them. And if he does rest, it's like, who is your backup point guard now that Ricky Rubio's gone? It's Javon Carter, I believe. And I just don't, you know, anything happens to Chris. They're, they're a Chris Paul injury away, which he's known to do. Me being a Rockets fan, I know the pain. Out our one window, he closed oh, Lord. it. Oh, so, Lord. so <laughs> just just knowing, just knowing Chris Paul, it just to me, it just seems like He's, they're they're one injury away from from not even making a playoff. So I'm not a believer in them. As far as Philadelphia, they have actually looked a lot better under Doc Rivers. I don't know if it was getting rid of Al Horford. I don't know if it was Ben and Joel. Like, okay, we need to figure out how to make this work so we neither one of us get traded. I, I don't know what it is, but
0: they you have know, been looking you know what it like was? the same day that the Clippers lost by fifty. Dot was probably talking prime cash. Like, I'm going to show y'all what a real team. Look like. <laughs> and peep this. The same day that the Clippers lost by 50, the 76ers lost by 20. So after that, he said, all right, y'all done embarrassed me after I called Kawhi a hoe. Y'all, I called them, put the phone on speakerphone, call him a hoe, and y'all embarrassed me like this. <laughs> he, that, he probably got him right. Nah, but go ahead, Chris. So, so the Sixers, I want to say...
2: They're going to have a better year this year. I think they make it to the second round depending on who they match up with. If they were to play today, they would play Milwaukee. So, I don't think they beat Milwaukee the way Milwaukee's been hitting threes because the this, this simulus three-pointer, I'm, that's what I've been nicknaming him this year, simulus three-pointer because I don't think he likes basketball. It's no reason he doesn't want to shoot the ball. Like I, I can't think of a reason why a grown man that's getting paid $164 million won't just shoot the ball and everybody telling you to shoot the ball. Like, is there can, – can you probably find some reasoning behind that,
0: Gibbs, please? Nah, I got nothing for you, bro. I got nothing for you. Again – Literally, it, the league the is begging today, you to shoot. Exactly. In the NBA today, I have never heard of a player that, like, I'm like, he needs to shoot more. He just needs to fire it up. Ben, you got fired, bro. You got to do it. Like, even if you miss –
2: like it's okay. That means teams know you're willing to shoot it, so they're gonna play you a little bit, and that space the floor just a little bit more. Yep. Just a little bit more. Like they might, res- they might not respect it until you make a couple. But if you just knock down one or two, you know, how- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You knock down one or two, they know you can hit it. Have you seen
1: the video of Ben Simmons and Dwight Howard getting up uh, shots after the game? Ooh, that poor rim! Well, it sounded like that a gun poor. range. Ooh, that poor
0: <laughs> rim. It wasn't even. They wasn't even like missing a little bit, like where it grazed <laughs> the rim and like, It was hard, like boom, type bricks. Like, don't you, make that sound when it hit the rim. You remember don't when you was a kid, song. and you'll be playing two
1: K, you'll be bored, and you would pick Shaq on practice mode and just like see how many times you can shoot before you make a
0: three with Shaq. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that's oh how man. the rim sounded out there. Oh, we that rim was tough. That rim had a very aggressive day. Now, so now the, the, the,
2: the Sixers do have that energy bunny. Um, Dwight Howard, he always smiles. That's why I call him an energy bunny, <laughs> even though that sounded a little you know sus. But he energy bunny off the bench because he's been coming off the bench and been doing what Dwight Howard does, so right,
0: right, yeah. And, and at the end of the day. People can say Dwight Howard has watched all they want, but he comes in, and if you look at his rebounds per minute, points per minute, he is not the Dwight of old, meaning he can't do that for 30 minutes. He can do it for 12. He can do it for 15. That's all you need. The Lakers got a championship with him doing that in one series. (laughs) True. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Josh, what you thinking, man? Is this this a side effect? Is this the youth movement is coming in? Is happening? Or is this just the young bucks are excited for the new season, they're, they're running down the hill a little too fast. They're going to stumble over their feet and fall in no time. Okay. So
1: I, I think this is a mix of both. I think the beginning of this season is giving us a window of what the league is going to look like in five years. I think we're getting a pretty good example of what players have it, what players don't, and what teams we could expect to be at the top of the, of the seedings when it comes playoff time in 2025. But... I don't think it's that time yet. I think they're off to a hot start. They're ready to prove themselves. These young players aren't dealing with any pressure. I think not having a crowd helps young players more than it hurts it just because they're able to get the same repetitions in, they're able to get the same shots, they're able to communicate the same way. In the games that they have and practice during their first season, during their second season, so it's, it's less pressure on them. So I think it's a good snapshot. But I think that I think that everything is going to work out. I think Milwaukee is going to get back to the top. I don't think there's any chance in hell we see the Knicks in the playoffs. I think I think the East is going to end up rounding out pretty well. The only thing that's throwing a wrench into my East predictions is um I had uh, Orlando at the nine seed looking in, but I mean Gibbs even said it uh, you know, through the group chat. I think Cleveland might be making the playoffs. Hey. They, hey, uh, that was my long shots. That they
0: was my long they shot right there, baby.
1: This team is is built for present day basketball. I mean, their young players are playing really well. We don't know how long they're going to keep it up. Shout out to Sexland. <laughs> I'm not calling
2: them. Boy, that, is it sex is it sex <laughs> it's the Sexland? It's Sexland, man. I'm not well, calling shout out them to sex that. Link. Man. <laughs> okay, Sexland for the for the viewers. Sexland originated from Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. They combined their last names because they have been balling,
0: but. No, as a grown man, please don't say that. Don't that. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it's like they did the little fusion dance, or they they put on the earrings because it was taking too long.
1: Nah, bro. Yeah. Hey, man. So, the downside of those earrings, it only lasts so long. So I don't know if they're gonna play this way for the for the whole season. But I, 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 know, I, walked, right so. I walked right into that one. Right into that. You house. got rebounding down low. You have. Two of the greatest rebounders we've seen in this generation down low. So they're going to mm-hmm. get the ball. They're going to be able to kick it back out. And you have shooters that can stretch the floor. So they fit current day basketball. So I
0: have, if Here, I have to pick some – Here's somebody.
2: where I disagree. Because I don't think Kevin Love stays on that team all year.
0: Really? You still think Kevin, Kevin Love? I think home? if they're
1: performing well, they do. I think if, if they're performing well, he does stay.
2: I, I don't think so. Be, uh, here's why I don't think so. Because the way Drummond been playing, he going to need to get Kevin Love's contract. And I'm not paying two people the same amount of money to do the same thing. Well, Kevin Love can shoot it, but I'm not paying two people to rebound. Period. True. So, True. That's I mean, why I but think. You,
0: but you got to. You got to. In today's NBA, if you don't have a bona fide superstar, you got to pay some guys that's going to just play their role and play, pay, play it well. You got to. Look at the Portland Trailblazers. They are paying paying people. Gary Trent Jr. probably gonna get paid paid by them. And why? Because he He's just plays it. his role well. He play, and they know that they don't have Dame is a star. He is even superstar. Sure, I'll give him that. But he, actually, I'm gonna take that back. Dame Lillard is not a superstar in that he cannot will a team. To the finals, with little to nothing in terms of help. He's a star. He's not a superstar. Right. He no, I, I will give him
2: superstar. I just think he's not a, a, a dominant superstar. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like I, I, like you said, I wouldn't expect him to lead a team of nobodies to the finals. But he's a, still a superstar caliber kind of player. Like I could see him taking a team of nobodies to the conference finals.
0: Right. Right. Depending on the matchup, for sure. For sure. And, and another thing, that one of the biggest reasons I believe in the Cavs, shout out to J.B. Bickerstaff, man. He he does his thing and he does it well. And also, he was the perfect coach to follow up John Beline. John Beilein was this old college coach. He has his way of doing things, his way of the highway. And there's there's something happening with this new generation of players. You can't, really be that way as much and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that john Belon is, is coach thibodeau not saying that but one incident in particular perfectly describes why jb bickerstaff is the next guy up or is the great hire's next guy up uh during a film session with the Cavs, he coach belon was watching them and he was talking about their inability to get back on defense. He was talking about how everybody just looks at the ball after a shot goes up and some people are stuck in no man's land because they're not crashing the boards, nor are they getting back. Then he said, and I quote, you all are playing like a bunch of thugs. (laughs) Now, now here's the thing. Beeline meant slugs. He meant to say you all are playing like a bunch of slugs. But can you imagine the reception to an older, let's just put it out there, an older white man telling these young black men y'all are playing like thugs, even if it was by mistake. JB Bickerstaff, on the other hand, right. even if he played in the NBA last year, he wouldn't have been the oldest player. Vince Young, I mean Vince Carter would have been older than him. He's only 41 years old. Young black guy. He's he's uh moved up in the coaching ranks fairly quickly and he's he's really good at it. So all I'm saying is he was a great hire. And I think that he he gets sex lending going.
2: Oh,
1: man. But you you you're right about that. If, look, looking at these playoff standings. At the beginning of the season, uh the wild cards to me were the Pacers and the Magic in the East. I'm adding Cleveland in there now, but that 2, 3 and 4 slot, the Pacers, Cavs and Magic, those are the people that like are the wild cards in the East. So I got to take two of those out in order to fit uh Brooklyn and Miami in cuz we're know that Brooklyn and Miami are going to make the playoffs and I need one to be that 9 seed. So if I if I'm taking those out, I got uh I got Cleveland and Orlando I got Cleveland making a playoffs. I got Orlando at that nine spot, and I got to take Indiana out of there because the only thing that's keeping Indiana afloat right now is, uh, for some reason, uh, Sabonis died and woke up and decided that he was that he was um, Grant Hill this morning, and I don't think that's going to last.
0: No, yeah, all the just came the
2: back though.
1: It's I, I still don't think that's going to be a big enough of a turn for for them to. I I, I got Indiana out. Oladipo is a hooper, don't get me wrong, but one, I'm not sure if he's going to be there the whole season. And two, if you take Sabonis back down to his normal production and then put Oladipo at his normal production, I still don't think that's enough for them to make the playoffs.
0: I I absolutely think that if, uh, if there was a situation in which they were healthy all season, I think the Pacers are going to be one of the better teams. Uh, but... I think that losing TJ Warren is gonna hurt them a lot more than people think. At the end of the day, people thought that TJ Warren was just a, a score in the bubble. He was their leading scorer when he got hurt this year. Yeah. So like he that's gonna be a really big loss trying to replace that much offense uh from him. And and for me, when I look at these young teams that are out in front right now, it's absolutely the case. They just jumping out the gym because they're they do not know what the rigors of a full NBA season is. right? That's all that is. That, we see it every year. We see it every year. I think that the Suns are in good position to keep it up. Uh, I think that they're just about the only team in that top group, in that top group that of young teams that are proud to keep this up. The Pelicans, they're going to rest Zion, and they're going to rest them a lot. That's just going to happen. So... I think that they'll. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll be as high as three. My boy's making them playoffs, man. <laughs> yeah, they gonna, I think they're gonna make the playoffs. So I think they are gonna yeah, do it, because you're I not mean. a
2: Lakers fan no more, right? You are. A Pelicans. Oh my lord, man.
0: I, oh
1: my. Look, lord. look, look, look. Technically speaking, I'm a Lakers fan because half of them players is on the Pelicans. Where did they come from? The Lakers. I'm. I'm just following my boys along their journey. Once that's you're a Laker, you're always a Laker. I'm just seeing how their journey Hart, Lonzo. BI all Lakers. I'm just seeing how they journey ends. Don't don't give me that's that's like that's like um if you a parent, you love your children, right? Even though you send them off somewhere to greener pastures, you send them off to college, they get a place of their own. That hey, means you somewhere. don't love them
0: no more. <laughs> no. Hey, did you stretch before you <laughs> reach like that, man? You're going to mess around and pull something. you I just you call them long arms. Them,
1: you just call them every once in a while and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm just call, I'm just calling B.I. I'm just calling Lonzo and just making sure they doing all right in New Orleans.
0: Hey, man, I know you got long arms, but you can't reach like that, man. Not on facts <laughs> over acts, man. Not, not
2: hey, yet. listen,
0: listen. Now I'm gonna say this.
2: When we did the predictions when the seat before the scene started, I had the Rockets not making the playoffs. They're my most surprising team right now, even though they're yeah. my team. Yeah. Their Bro. defense under Steven Silas and, um, been surprisingly um, good. Oh, and John yeah, over yeah, there.
0: Surprisingly
2: good. We hadn't mm-hmm. even had hard in last game and we held a team to 92 points. And we out
0: rebounded them. Yep. When the last time we held a team under 92 points and out rebounded them. I mean, but that was that was the de facto like that was just the the natural built in byproduct of the super small ball lineups there. You were not going to out rebound anybody. The idea was we'll get them. We'll turn them all over. That was the idea.
1: Yeah. Oh, So so, uh, are you all ready for the hot take of the show? Oh, let, let me know. who Who's your most surprising oh. team? Or you can just go into a hot take. Either one of so, them. So my hot take, I mean, are, the Pelicans are my, are my most surprising team just because I didn't think that, that they're, they're playing. That they would be in front of the Clippers? <laughs> I have no faith in the Clippers. I've let it go.
2: I've let it go. By, no. by the, way, by by, the my, way, the Clippers are up 30 at halftime today against the Suns. Now they're only up 13. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, my my biggest surprise are the Pelicans, just because the Pelicans, if you even if you if you even look at their games last season, they were always in close games for the most part. They just just they're they made poor decisions down the
0: stretch. Somebody called Mariana Rivera.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mark yeah, they made terrible decisions down the stretch. And I think they've made, I don't know what happened between like the bubble and now, but they've matured and they are making better decisions early in a season. I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're making better decisions down the stretch. And then also it always helps in the NBA to have two guys you can give the ball to and say, hey, create me a shot. And so far this season, both Zion and Brandon Ingram have been able to do that, which I think helps a lot when your offense becomes stagnant.
0: I hey, do. I heard, think... I heard that Zion is unstoppable on next gen 2K. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway. right, but ahead, but my, my high take, let me get my high take
1: out the way real quick. Um, Kings are out.
0: Kings <laughs> wow. are out. That's that's not a hot take. Bro. No, no, that's, that's not, not, that's, not high, that's not
1: the hot. That's not the hot take. So right oh, now okay. we All have right. Dallas. We have Dallas at the nine slot. Mm-hmm. We have Golden State in what twelve, and we have 11. Denver dead eleven. Okay, and we have Denver dead last. Denver won tonight, so they jumped up to thirteen. Okay, so Denver is going to make the playoffs. So you can take out the Kings, and you could put in Denver. That, that's not a hot hey, take. Hey, no, hey, no hey, I'm, hey. I'm still going. I'm still going. Oh, okay. A a team has to go into that nine slot. And I think the teams that are going to fight for that nine slot is going to be between Golden State and Dallas. And even though he was my early pick to win MVP, I'm not entirely sure that Dallas are going to make the playoffs. Mmm. I think, I think Golden State slides in there, either in the play-in game or they're one of those one through seven. I have enough faith in Steph. Even you though his think, team is terrible, I think he can slide them in there somehow. You think
0: Golden State – all right. That's <laughs> enough of me being on the show. I'm, I'm going to close out this show. Out of respect for y'all, out of respect for the crowd. But I... you think that Golden State is
1: going to – I think Golden State is finishing ahead of Dallas. Wow,
2: that's listen, listen, that's interesting. Listen, listen. Listen. Denver, if if fans, I know, I know, y'all remember me telling y'all to go put that hundred dollars on Jokic because you can win twenty five thousand dollars if you want to it was 2500 I can't remember the odds. It was 2500 or $2, 24, dollars I don't remember if he had twenty five thousand dollars or 2500 I think it was $2,500. $2,500 if Jokic's MVP. Right now, Jokic is averaging 22, 11, and 13. And they're, they're projected to be the number two seed by the end of the year. That's
0: an MVP to me. I'm just pointing that on the long shot. Even if you look at this game, another triple double, 19 12 and 12. Yeah. I'm just pointing something out to y'all. Y'all people's laughing at me talking about, "Yo, kids,
2: and he not flashy enough to be MVP. He not If he has a triple double and they the second seed and he's the reason why? That's MVP yeah. to me.
1: Man, if you winning games and you bring a good enough light to the league, you can win MVP. Steve Nash won MVP averaging what 17 to 8, bro. Kobe fans would never let that <laughs> Hey, cr- crazy thing is, crazy thing is, bro, as a Kobe fan, I don't even think Kobe should have won either one of those MVPs. But it still, it still shouldn't have been Steven Ash. So who do you think should have won that year? Shaq should have won the first one, and, and uh, LeBron should have won the second one. What? I ain't saying LeBron should have won. LeBron was, what, 22 at that age? And Cleveland was the second seed, bro. Oh. And Brian averaged like
2: 27-7-7. and 7. Hey, listen, I mean, listen. I hate to bring the mood down, but the Clippers was up thirty. Now they up seven. By the way, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, no, Clippers slender never brings the mood of facts
1: over. <laughs> right. um, no, the, the, one, that. the one the one MVP Kobe was robbed of was two thousand three. They gave it the dunk, and Kobe should have won that one.
0: Hmm. Heard, heard. So I'm gonna tell y'all my my most surprising team so far this year has definitely been the Nuggets. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how, but like at the end of the day, we've already told y'all how well um how well Jokic has been playing. And before they beat the Timberwolves tonight, they were in dead last in the West. They were the only team in the Western Conference with one win. That is, had somebody told me, Kenton, everybody for the Nuggets for the most part is gonna be healthy. The only thing they're gonna lose is Jeremiah Grant and Jokic is gonna average a triple, a 20 point triple double uh for the first six or seven games, for the first six games of uh the Nuggets season. What do you think their record is gonna be? I'd say, oh, easily. If if the under over is set at four and two, give me the over. Not <laughs> right. two and four? Not, that's crazy. That's madness. Now, again, this could be just them saying you know what we can turn it on when we want and we we can figure it out but that's been very surprising um also i've been very surprised by the rockets not because they are two and two and and again in the way too early position to be in the playoffs but because they haven't imploded yet because they haven't like like the the nets we know that that's going to be a slow ground implosion like that's going to be late season something's going to happen there late season, that that's going to rip them apart at the seams. The Rockets seemed so volatile. It just seemed like any moment somebody was going to choose violence and that that situation was going to end up a mess. So to see those guys coming together and actually playing very good basketball under Steven Silas. And also, Steven Silas uh, uh, picking up Nate McMillan, which me and Chris talked about on the show. We said yeah. the defense will be...
2: No, 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 no. They end up not no, he ended up going to Atlanta. They picked the uh, uh John Lucas and Halichet.
0: Ah, ah, okay, okay. My bad, fans. My bad. That might explain why the uh, Hawks are as good as they are this year. But anyway. Oh, I'm high on oh, yeah, the middle either way. Exactly, exactly. And I'm 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 out of space with this thing where I can honestly say I am very proud of the Rockets for just not tearing each other apart on day one. I'm very happy that James Harden didn't decide, you know what? I'll violate protocol once and they ain't say nothing. I'm hitting the strip clubs every night till they trade me. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. That seems to be going well for them. I don't think that they're championship caliber this year because again, I think that the Lakers are hands down the best team in the NBA and by a lot right now. I don't think that it's like close who the, who the next best team is. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I'm I'm truly just happy with the fact that things seem to be a lot less volatile in uh, in Houston. You know what I mean? And I I could be wrong, but, you know, I just always try to give people respect and not take the dabble uh, approach because always remember, you know what I mean? If you, we got to say where I'm from, you talk redacted, you get hit, okay? And the word rhymes with hit, all right? So, uh, we already said it, you know, you shouldn't have been talking and I'm going to hope that in this NBA season, everybody stays healthy, everybody plays good ball and all that. Uh, but y'all, I know y'all done had enough of us talking playoffs. I know y'all done had enough of us talking young teams. I know y'all done had enough of me messing up this week. So we're going to let y'all get on out of here. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah.